Three, two, one. Welcome back to the Bushnell Project. John Bushnell here, and we're pressing on with Genesis. And I'm pretty excited as we come to the end. It's been a long, long project going through all the way through Genesis, reading almost all of it. And here we are. We are in chapter 47. And I'm going to start here at verse 27. Thus Israel settled in the land of Egypt, in the land of Goshen, and they gained possessions in it, and were fruitful and multiplied greatly. And Jacob lived in the land of Egypt seventeen years. So the the days of Jacob, so the days of Jacob, the years of his life were one hundred and forty-seven years. And when the time drew near that Israel must die, so it's interesting. Just a little side note here, how they call him. Israel, then they call him Jacob, and they go back to Israel. That's the Hebrew language, I guess. When the time drew near that Israel must die, he called his son Joseph and said to him, If now I have found favor in your sight, put your hand under my thigh and swear to me, or promise to deal kindly and truly with me. Do not bury me in Egypt, but let me lie with my fathers. Carry me out of Egypt and bury me in their burial place. He answered, I will do as you have said. And he said, Swear to me. And he swore to him. Then Israel bowed himself upon the head of his bed. He didn't die. He was sick. But anyway, so Jacob or Israel is going to be in Goshen or the land of Egypt, reunited with his son Joseph and all of what will become known as the Israelites are together for 17 years at this point in that land. And during that time, they have gained many possessions and have multiplied and been, been fruitful. So God's hand was once upon, once again, upon all of them and upon Jacob or Israel as he, as he presses on there. And here's the, here's my thought with, with that as often as as we get older, we maybe don't think about things like we should. I think actually often as young and as middle and old people, we don't think as we ought to. But here's an interesting thing. They were starving to death. They were had almost nothing. And now 17 years later, after coming to a stranger's land and finding being reunited with Jacob with his son and all the others with their brother, that they have been very prosperous and God has really blessed them. So it doesn't take a long time for you to go from nothing or starving to death to great prosperity. Now, God's design for every Christian is not prosperity. I'm not a prosperity, health, wealth, and prosperity person at all. But when we do things God's way, and if it's in his timing, it's his will, prosperity can come and it can come rather quickly to an extent to where we don't we don't feel we have any needs. And of course, there's other passages in the Bible where we can see where someone's had plenty and then it's all taken away. Just take the story of Job. So, but for to understand when we really seek to follow God and trust Him and move forward with Him, that He's got this. I mean, whether that means we're going to be prosperous and multiply and have possessions or not isn't the point. The point is that we're in the middle of God's will. So are you in the middle of God's will today? 
where are you as we get ready to head into the weekend and with all that's going on in the world, I mean, to think about our brothers and sisters in Ukraine who really don't know what their future looks like, but they, those who know the Lord, our brothers and sisters, they do know what their future looks like. They're, but they don't maybe know what today is going to, how today is going to end or tomorrow. But then again, a lot of us don't. But for them, it's more top of mind, and we should be praying for them, or for the remaining Christians, the faithful in Afghanistan, and what's going on with them, continuing to go on with them, and the struggle, the real, very real struggle that's going on there, and other places in the world, in China, the struggle of not only Christians, but entire people groups that are being systematically neutralized, that we need to be praying. The world, the world is had better times. And so we need to be praying for the church. We need to be we need to be the church that rises up and takes care of the needy and helps our neighbors and helps the poor and uh, and to press on through all things. Yesterday was the big uh giving hearts day or something like that. I always used to think it was on a Tuesday, but I guess this year for whatever reason, maybe it's the date right before Valentine's Day and I, and I think I thought there was one in November, close to Black Thursday. But what do I know? Or Black Friday, what do I know? Anyway, regardless of that, right now it's on the hearts or in the minds, front of mind of some people what to give to charities or to think about charities. But as Christians, as believers, we need to be thinking about the needy all the time and not be looking for a charity to just give them some money and hope that they take care of something and then that solves our conscience dilemma. But to be the church that rises up and to be salt and light. So be in the word. Let that let the word minister to you, encourage you, renew your mind, and strengthen you, strengthen your soul as you press on. And let's let's rise up and be that church. God bless you guys. Talk to you soon.